0: Welcome to Learn, Lead, and Lift, a podcast to empower women in all stages of life to make a difference in their corner of the universe. This is episode 13 Learn, Lead, and Lift with Brooke Franson. Brooke Franson is an entrepreneur. She is the owner and main stylist at The Main Foundry. She is a pageant queen, a wife, and a mother to three beautiful girls. Brooke welcomed her third baby girl in fall of 2022. She actually competed at America's Most Beautiful 30 Weeks Pregnant. You go, girl. And she received first runner-up. Brooke has a wild sense of humor and she leaves a little sparkle wherever she goes. I am so thrilled to have her as our special guest. She loves helping women feel beautiful from the inside out as a beauty professional and we're going to talk more about that. Brooke is passionate about her platform, which is miscarriage and infertility awareness. Her and her husband have had their own personal journey to building their sweet family, and she's experienced some of these hardships. So she has been building resources for those who have experienced similar tragedies of miscarriage or infant loss. She started a passion project called Heart-Filled Boxes, where they build care packages for families and help to build support through the community and her online platforms. Thank you, Brooke, for being a special guest on Learn, Lead, and Lift. I'm so excited that we are able to chat and reconnect. It's been a few months since America's Most Beautiful 2022, so Yes.
1: Thank you. And I I was really, really excited when you reached out to me about this. One, I've always like dreamed to have like an Ellen TV show, but you know, fast forwarding from me being six years old, podcast is like the new TV. So right. this is so much fun. Um, and that we met, you know, a couple months back and now we get to reconnect again. This is so great. I love this.
0: And it was so fun meeting you in Dallas. Uh, We were the final two standing, and that was such a special moment, Mm -hmm. and I am just so excited to learn more about your sparkle and how you shine, so thanks again for being a special guest. Absolutely. So let's dive in. Share with us, what is your sparkle, your strengths, your talents? I have a
1: lot. (laughs) I feel like I'm one of those multi-passionate entrepreneurs, Um, talents. I always said that I can fake sneeze on demand. So I always wanted to be on like a cold commercial, but that boat sailed for me a long time ago, but, um, I would say, you know, my humor is one of my sparkles for sure. I love to make people laugh. I love to make environments a little bit more chill if they feel a little tense. Um, which, you know, when we were competing together, I felt like my stomach just hurt the whole weekend. I came back telling my husband, like I've never (laughs) smiled and laughed so much at a pageant before. Um, so, so fun to meet some like-minded, you know, women as well that can take things maybe not as serious. I myself, I'm a, like I said, multi-passionate entrepreneur and um, I grew up, uh, my mom was a salon owner. And so fast forwarding now, I own my own salon as well in North Carolina. And it has been such a joy to be a part of the beauty industry And really just start impacting lives. People think that's such a cliche thing to say, but my clients will even tell you that they come get their hair done, but it's not even about getting their hair done at all. My husband is like my best marketing tool, I say. He'll ask anybody like, hey, where do you get your hair done? (laughs) He'll be like, my wife's a stylist, but also a really good therapist, you know? And I'm like, well, maybe not certified to give advice, but being able to really just dive into people's lives and just be a part of it. I've been doing hair for almost 18 years now. And I've had some clients of mine, where I've been doing their hair for 18 years, I've seen them go through middle school, high school, college, and then do their hair for their wedding. So I feel like that's just such a special thing that I saw my mom do. And even myself have relationship with her clients growing up. And now being able to do that now, because we all know with our hairstylist, if there was ever a murder, go to your hairstylist. Cause she's probably <laughs> the one who knows who did it first and foremost out of anybody. Cause we know a lot more than some spouses even know.
0: I love it. Okay. So you mentioned that your mom was also a salon owner. Yep. When did you realize that this
1: is what I'm going to do? I'm going to open my own salon. When did that come about? Well, my very first job was when I was eight years old. My mom paid me in Jolly Ranchers and $5 a week to clean tanning beds, sweep floors, answer phones. So some of my mom's clients have seen me literally like writing their name on like a schedule pad back in the day, you know, way before Gen Z had, you know, uh, electronic planners. Um, and it just was something where I loved going to work with her. She told me I couldn't ever skip school unless I was coming to work with her. Um, if we were going to skip school, we had to be coming to work with her or we were like deathly sick, but I always just saw how much fun she had at work. She still has such a good relationship with some of her clients that, you know, even though she's retired and I just realized like, wow, like I don't have to sit at a desk all day. Cause that's just not for me. Corporate world is not for me. And you can just literally have three hour coffee dates all day. I tell my husband that too. I'm like, what other job do I get to have three hour coffee dates with my friends every day? So, (laughs) as a mom, he's like, maybe you should go out with your friends and like go to dinner. I'm like, honey, I literally had three three hour coffee dates today with my friends. I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) So, I just, I kind of realized it early on where I was like, wow, building relationship, building community being really invested in the people that I care about and you have make a career out of it too. I thought it was just like a brilliant idea. (laughs) That is so amazing.
0: And those are all qualities of a leader that you talked about building relationships, a sense of community. Share with us how you are a leader in your own life.
1: Well, I am um, the leader of an all girl gang. I just had my third baby girl feels that the futurist female is is quite strong in this house. (laughs) And I feel like with in my own life, that is definitely it. Being able to run my own business, have a family, have a husband. And also one thing that I make sure happens is that I have my own hobbies, aka pageants and yes. other things like that. Um, I think it's just really healthy for my girls to see that you can be a mom, you can be a wife, you can have a successful career and you can have something for yourself that you call your own. And for my, my husband and I, that's really, really important for ourselves to be the best versions of ourselves for our family and our kids. Um, and I'm just really grateful that my husband is a yes guy. I'm like, I got an idea. He's like, okay, now what? So really just leading our girls in that way of, you know, there are seasons that you have to push in your career and there's going to be seasons that you need to be home more, but there's also going to be seasons that you're going to say, Hey, I need to do this for me. So I can just take like a growth spurt is what we call it. And, um, and just take that leap for myself every once in a while. I love that so much. You are such a boss, babe. Like you (laughs) were doing all
0: the things I love hearing about it. Um, and I think it's so important too, for, our children to see us go after our dreams Mm -hmm. and to continue to pursue things that are important to us and, and dreams and goals we want to accomplish. So I love that you're being a leader for your girls. I love that you call it your girl gang. I love that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My dream was to always have three girls. I'm one of three girls. I'm the youngest of three girls. And I just, I just always wanted to have all girls. Now maybe we might have a boy someday down the line, but I'm I'm good with all of our all girls right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally the leader of your girl gang. I love it. Share with us what your experience has been overall in pageantry. How has it helped you uh,
1: develop into the person that you are today? So it's funny because I was just talking to a client about this because it's funny a lot of my clients don't know really that I do pageants unless They see it on social media because when I come to work, I'm there to work, right? I'm like, nobody asks to see the artist when they go to an art art gallery, right? They're just looking at the art. So I'm usually like, no makeup, biker shorts on, oversized t-shirt, like you would never know. And so with pageantry, I always wanted to do them. My mom actually used to host Miss Miss USA parties when I was a kid. She'd have all of her friends come over from Miss USA. We would make fake sashes. We would make like pipe cleaner crowns. We'd all choose a different state. And we just have this party and all my friends would come over all the way up until like we graduated high school. Like it was like a thing. But I was an avid soccer player. So I was like, oh, no, I could never, ever do that. Um, And actually, one of my friends um, who's also in pageantry, she lived like right down the road. And she, you know, I'd see her mom loading up her car with all these gowns and stuff. And I'd always be like, I wonder what that's like. Well, fast forward after I was married, she was like, Brooke, you know that they have a Mrs. Division, right? And I think you'd be really good. And I'm like, no way. That's for those types of girls, right? Quote unquote, Those types of girls. I did my first one and I got bit, I realized like how incredible these, these women are, right. It's, it's nothing and everything you expect. These women are triple PhD, you know, graduates, business owners, mom, some, some of them have six kids, you know, some of them have multiple businesses in different countries and it just made me realize, wow, this is the best personal development conference I could ever go to by choice (laughs) over and over again. I feel like every single pageant for me has been like a new level of myself. And with that language, it like, again, that sounds cliche, but it's so true that right when you think you've, you know, you've given your best, you go to the next level. And so that's why in pageantry, I really try to tell my friends if they're going to go into it or are into it is you cannot look side to side. You have to just look at yourself straight in the mirror and, co- and compete with yourself, really. Because otherwise you're going to miss out on the amazing friendships and the experience and what it's actually about. Exactly. But I feel like every single pageant I go into, and depending on the system, we know each system probably has a different um, objective to the title. It you know It creates a lot more community it it pushes me to get out in the, our community more to do my platform work um, connect with other people and it is just wild it, I just I never ever thought I would be a, a pageant girl <laughs> um, but my and my husband too has learned a lot about it and he will even tell you he's like this is for real like these women don't play like this is a serious thing and with with our daughters you know people ask all the time, like, Oh, will you let your girls go into pageantry? And I'm like, if they decide to yes, but not until they can develop a mindset that even if they don't win, it does not mean that they are any less amazing, valuable, worthy, beautiful, incredible, because they really need to learn what it's about. And um, I'm just really glad that I've had an incredible experience. I I know that some people have heard of negative experiences with pageantry, but I've had nothing but incredible experiences and nothing but good things to say.
0: 100%. I agree with everything that you are saying, and I love it. Tell me what it was like competing at a national pageant, being pregnant, and rocking that baby
2: bump. I think competing in general is a whirlwind (laughs) and being – able to compete at 30 Weeks Pregnant was so much different, and it it was so much harder physically, mentally, emotionally, but at the same time, I feel like I had the most fun I've ever had at a pageant before. I wore what I wanted to wear, the colors that I wanted to wear, and it just, it was such a good time, and I got to dress up the bump, I was eating pizza and burgers, I wasn't worried about anything like that. But really, I was so excited to be able to have something to show my my now newborn daughter, Montgomery, when she gets older. And for her to be like, wow, my mom did that. And I was always so inspired by the other pregnant competitors I had met in the past. Um, Mrs. United States 2020, she was my roommate at the time, and she won Mrs. United States with twins. So I was like, oh, my gosh, if she can do it with twins, I can do it with just one and it just it really inspired me to show people that hey if I can do it they can do it too. And within that, you know, it was I'm a competitor at heart. So it was one of those things where I wanted people to know too that I didn't come to play. You know, I prepared, I worked really hard, I practiced, I worked with my coach. So I just didn't want people to think like, "Oh, she's going to do well just cuz she's the pregnant lady." No, I just wanted people to really see like, "Wow, she's bringing her best and she is bringing it." And that's what I did, obviously, first runner-up, which I was so proud of and I was so excited about. But, again, it was just so cool, just the friendships I got to make and the stories I'm going to be able to tell my daughter when she's older and the pictures to look back on. And, overall, it was an amazing experience. So I just tell people 10 out of 10, five stars would highly recommend competing pregnant. So I don't want that to ever stop somebody from pursuing their dreams so if i could just be that vessel for somebody to be like wow she did that i can totally do that too and that's to me what pageantry is all about is the sisterhood inspiring and empowering each other just to go for their dreams no matter what season in life that they're in
0: share with us kind of what is your platform um in pageantry and then overall just how are you making a difference or an impact in your community
1: Yeah, so my platform kind of came about through my personal story, which is typically where a platform um, comes from, if you've never heard of a platform before. And my platform is Miscarriage and Infertility Awareness. Um, My husband and I had experienced multiple miscarriages, some back to back. Um, We lost twins at one point in between our girls. And I just realized that the more I talked about it, the more it made me feel better. And secondarily, that a lot more women are going through it and families go through it more common than we would think. Um, But I've also learned that what is common doesn't always need to be normal. (laughs) And so talking with my doctors about how often they're seeing this happen more frequently. Um, I just really have a heart for people who are going through that journey. And and for my husband too, you know, it is hard on the, on the partners as well. I think a lot of people just think it's just the women and the moms because yes, it is heartbreaking, but for my husband, it was really, really hard. And there wasn't a lot of resources for him to heal and to process as well. So really, Searching and finding those resources for the the dads or the males or the partners as well, was really important to me. So in our community now, I have a passion project called Heartfield Boxes, where we put together little care packages and we drop them off at OB clinics, um, some pregnancy centers, hospitals for those families that either have had a miscarriage, an infant loss, or a stillborn. Mm-hmm. And inside of those packages is a multi, like a cute little box of things where we do prayer cards, a devotional. Um, they have a little, um, pregnancy test box. Cause we know as women, we always keep our pregnancy tests way longer than we should. Mm-hmm. Um, a little frame in there. If they got footprints or an ultrasound photo and a couple other things in there that, um, would just kind of feel supportive for those families. I realized after our multiple miscarriages, they just kind of gave us discharge papers and we're like, okay, bye. Let us know if anything happens, you know? And I just felt kind of in in the dust and in the dark, like, what do I do now? And so we've also, depending on where we've dropped off the boxes, put in laminated cards of um, counseling resources for grief counseling, for personal counseling, and then also like um, support group classes, depending on what the area is. And it's been really awesome because other people seeing us do that here, I've had friends reach out around the nation and have been like, Hey, this is incredible. How do I get involved in this? Um, How do I, you know, start a packing party at, you know, at my house for a family or a friend, because I did that actually for my baby shower this year. Instead of having gifts, we did a packing party for these boxes. So instead of people bringing gifts, I asked them just to bring a donation where we could put together these boxes instead. So that was really, really special and really, really cool to be able to drop off to my clinic um, when I was actually pregnant too. (laughs) Um, During during this time, it was pretty cool.
0: How thoughtful. And what just a beautiful gift that you're able to give these families and couples going through a difficult time like you said you know learning from your personal experience and then wanting to turn around and give back to those families that have been where you've been i think that it's really beautiful and and what a just a thoughtful gesture to do that at your baby shower that
1: mm-hmm. it I was really anything, really fun yeah
0: anything else you want to add or maybe something you know, inspiring that you would want to leave with, um, our, our listeners?
1: I feel the thing that I always come back to is I always tell myself, you know, just go for it. (laughs) It's, it's one of those things where I look back at the things that I've done and I'm like, what if I wouldn't have just done it? You know, I always say throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. And so I feel like, especially in pageantry, being a mom, having a career, people always say, Oh my gosh, how do you do all the things? And it's just like, you just got to throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks sometimes. And you'll be surprised. You know, it's one of those things where if you look back, look back on all the things that you've done and you were like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. You're like, you're right. I just have to go for it and just try it and see what happens. And you never, ever regret it.
0: Yeah. I believe life is all about taking advantage of the opportunities that come your way and seizing those moments. Mm -hmm. I feel you are definitely an example of that. And you are an example of what it means to learn, lead, and lift. Always a delight to talk to you. Um, I loved meeting you and talking with you at nationals. This was awesome. And thank you for being a special guest. Of course. Anytime. Let's learn, lead, and lift together. Thanks for listening. Share your thoughts with me on this episode and what inspires you. On Instagram, you can find me at LearnLeadLift.